There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your hosts, Tara Long and Liz B. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Source Connection. Today, I'm here uh, with my co-host, Liz B, and our very, very special guest, Paul Unslaved, which we'll get to in just a moment. But before that, we'll start, as we always do, with uh, just a few minutes of silence, tuning in, coming back to ourselves. So let's take this time to honor that place in us, that deepest sense of you, so you can Close your eyes if you'd like, keep them open, just relax, just relax, and relax some more. You can breathe, just let the body do whatever it's doing, no need to change anything. Just be with yourself here. Just be with you, that deepest sense of you, and whatever that feels like for you. That knowing that is always there and has always been there of who and what you are without involving the mind in that. So what's there when the mind isn't involved and you're just you? Without thinking about who you are, just sensing it. Just see how that relaxes your body, if it relaxes your body, and how much. Mm. So just feeling that sense of you and coming back into the body and moving if you need to. <sighs> Opening the eyes if you'd like. Thanks, everyone, for being here today. We appreciate you. And we're so happy to have Paul with us today. Paul, warrior Paul. <laughs> we are super excited to talk to you. And we want to know just off the bat, um, whatever you feel to share about how you arrived here in this moment with us and what brought you here and what brought you to the work that you do and what naturally comes through you 
which seems pretty effortless. <clears throat> sure. So let's be clear that when we talk about warrior, um, this is not an egoic statement or understanding. Um, I'm the most loving, compassionate, non-confrontational man, if you could believe that. Um, the times that I am controversial, confrontational, whatever you want to call it, are times when I believe that something wrong is being done, right? And it's not just my political beliefs or my religious beliefs or whatever else. It's demonstrable harm using logic, morals, and ethics that I can, like I said, demonstrate is being done. So it evokes a certain sense of inspiration in me to act, to do something. And so, you know, that's just my sort of commentary because a lot of people hear warrior and they may see me, you know, I'll smile or whatever. And oh, he thinks he's, no, this is, this is a humbleness and humility aspect of willful action. You know, we don't want any problems, but if wrong is being done, then willful action is needed. Yeah. Humble warrior. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. And for the ones who have been familiar with how you present yourself and what you share with all of us, you can just feel that. It's just so clear to me, your integrity and your presence. So I've told you this before, but I will tell you again here. Thank you for blessing me with your presence at this time on earth, you're needed and appreciated. Sure, and I appreciate that. And, you know, I just, I don't put any extra on it. You know, it's all consciousness. You know, I'm a being in consciousness, just like anybody else. And I have done the work and the research for the resource to come back to source consciousness as close or you know striving for not to say that i've achieved anything or you know raised myself above anything it's really just about raising the frequency you know raising the understanding and the frequency and and clarifying the inner vision right observing the self knowing the self being real with the self and others striving for authenticity and you know being aware of your weaknesses and working on them you know and 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 learning to become comfortable with the uncomfortable and the awkward, you know, moving through that fear and that pain and sacrifice for something bigger and greater than yourself or your own gratification, you know? So, yeah, that's really all I'm, I'm just trying to live that and be that. And, and, and I think that that comes across with people because it's not a, it's not, I mean, there can be a fake it till you make it at times, but it's not inauthentic. You know, it's like people see that, this is a lifestyle that I'm living and that I want to do for me. And I think they appreciate that and it inspires them. So, you know, if I can do that, knowing where I was and where I am now and where I plan on going and, you know, with the help of others who inspired me, I, I love being part of that process, you know, because we're all here for the truth and each other at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anything that feels relevant to share for you about your journey here? And because you talked about where you've been, where you're going, which I'm super excited to talk about that part, like what you're most excited for to come. But um, is there any, any relevance for you in sharing where you've been and what kind of led you to this moment right now? Yeah, I mean, it's not really 
relevant to me, but maybe for someone somewhere watching or listening, um, you know, I have, and it's all on record, you know, a, a past with um, jails and rehab and addictive drugs. Um, I pretty much, you know, kind of the condensed version, very condensed version is after, you know, 10 years since the age of 18 or 19, um, creating my own self-inflicted suffering based on pain that I had from misunderstandings, fears, and confusions from my upbringing, right? I've started to become aware of self and my responsibility and accountability to self and to others. And I've started to reform myself from the inside out. And I'm basically here bearing witness. If you want to bring it spiritual, right? It's never really religious with me, but we can compare to the religious texts of, of different parts of the world and, and, and of disciplines. Um, the, the, the journey to becoming Christed or just more self-aware is one that we all take in consciousness, whether, we're, whether we are aware of it or not. And then we just are here to bear witness and testimony of that journey to others who may be in a certain place and position on their journey where they may be hopeless and they may lack the belief in themselves or in a way out, right? Because I know I was one of them. I had no belief or hope that there was a way out that anyone was going to want to be with me or around me or that I could like who I was and that I could achieve something while I was here that was bigger than what other people were telling me was big, right? Which didn't feel so big to me. So again, that intuitive knowing that that sort of a predestined journey is part of it, it seems. And then free choice, you know, the ability to choose and not listen to anybody else and to recognize that we've been sort of birthed and, and produced into a system where friends, families, supposed guides are completely sick and twisted and misunderstood and fearful and confused. And therefore we are being misguided, right? So Again, this is not about blaming anyone else or playing the victim. It's just understanding how it all comes together to form what we see as the human beings in today's society who lack the rationality, the reasonability, the levels of understanding of what is right from what is wrong. You know, I mean, that's if that's not clear now more than ever, you know, I don't know when it will be. Um, I suspect it will get worse in order to clarify this lesson for everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean sort of individual journey, collective journey, all one journey, same law, same program, same suffering, mostly self-created. And um, there's a way out if you want it and if you can see it or if you can feel it, right? You may not see how you're going to get there, but maybe something I'm saying or something someone else said has caused a spark of feeling in you when there's nothing else there, right? That's the inspiration in spirit, right? As the word shows us. So, you know, Awakening those spirits and those lights, lighting those candles, as they say, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you for continuously reminding all of us that's all inside. The work is in. So the only way out is through. How did you decide to share the journey? Because it seems like when most people are avoiding confrontation or just really becoming clear in a certain matter, there is something in you that has this moral compass that is so profound and clear that 
you walk to it and in it in this fortitude and consistency that I hadn't witnessed before. So what made you to share that with other people? What called you to be like, well, maybe other people are interested in seeing this and seeing how I, you know, walk in this purpose at this time. I think a lot of it was coming from the perspective of, you know, this is an age of sort of getting everything out in the open and on record and then allowing yourself and the, and the public, so to speak, to sort of have a journey together and learn together and, and, and experience together, right? And I'm just sort of captivated by the idea of all of us having a medium that, as usual, most of us have chosen to divide with, to label, to, to, to do, use judgments and gossip and all these other things. But again, when we stay in the positive aspect of what we can do with it, we can all experience together, right? So I can draw everything out for people who want to see me get taste and beat, and we can show that for what it is. This is the mindset and the consciousness of a person from this walk of life who wants to see their fellow man or woman be harmed for not following the dictates of other men and women. We can start to create an experience, almost like the reality show, but obviously it's the best reality TV ever because it's completely unscripted and none of the participants know what the outcome's going to be, right? So, you know, and there's a risk there. There's a gamble there. I am a little bit of a gambler at times. And I figured this is a productive way to express my not so productive compulsions that have led me to trouble in the past. So there's different kind of trouble, you know, there's bad trouble and there's good trouble. I don't mind getting in trouble for standing for rights and freedom and for protecting women and children. And that's not a white knight statement. If you're a man and you have a larger body frame and you have testosterone in excess, it's there because the universe put it there for us to protect the weaker. Now, again, that's not a sexist statement. I mean, physically weaker individuals among us, which is women and children. That's all the animal beast flesh is designed there for is you're a functionary of a protective mechanism of society. So, you know, Again, I wanted to be part of the animating contest of life and liberty, I guess, as it's spoken. I don't necessarily love the word liberty, but, you know, I, I wanted to film that and put it out for everybody and experience and grow together, you know, and I, I just I love it. You know, it's a great um, life experience and, you know, I wouldn't change it regardless of what happened. I love it, too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was watching a few of your videos. Uh, I've been watching a few of your videos. And um, so when do you decide like before you go in or is it just something happens and then you turn on the camera because you're like, oh, this is a teaching moment or whatever. Sure. Or for liability or. Yeah, it's it's the majority of it is keeping record. And then there's always the, you know, there's percentages with everything. I think anybody would be lying if they said, well, it was all one thing or they're not in touch with it. You know, there's parts of you, it's percentages. You know, I enjoy people watching what I'm doing and getting a kick out of it and learning something from it. I enjoy that process. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, I'm not being fake. I'm not doing any, I'm not causing any harm. I'm not like presenting myself as any other way than who, what I am and what I know. And, you know, I'm letting everything else sort of take its course. So, yeah, I just, I see the opportunity and, you know, again, that was another trait, opportunism, which can get you in 
good trouble or bad trouble, right? If you see wrong being done and you take the opportunity to teach and to film and to record and to get everybody together, that's good opportunities, right? So, you know, I, like you said, I see the opportunity, I turn the camera on or, or like the other thing you said, the liability, keeping record. Somebody's going to do wrong to me or they're going to try to cause me to, to get into an interaction with them where I'm going to have to speak in court about it. I'm going to get it on camera, you know? Yeah. I remember watching one too, where you, you were, before you were going into the public courthouse, I believe it was, you were turning the camera on and you're like, you know, I'm doing this beforehand. So everybody really gets a knowing of what's the before is. Cause oftentimes there can be ideas about what happened before or how did it lead to that place? And you were like, I don't want to do anything surreptitious. Like I could, you know, somebody had suggested, I think you wearing a hidden camera or whatever. And you're like, there's nothing here to hide. I'm not doing this you know, with that kind of intention. And that clarity and integrity is just so empowering to watch again, because we do not have a lot of examples of that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. You have to become the example of that, right? Not to be cliche, but be the change that you want to see. It's awkward for me. You know, there's nothing... I don't think, you know, and I guess I'd have to like step into completely someone else's physical vessel to know the difference. But, you know, I'm I'm one of the most, you know, believe it or not, you know, I've gotten better with it because anything is practice. You know, you get better with it. But I was at one time one of the most fearful, you know, non-confrontational, um, and especially in, with certain things. You know, I didn't want to get on camera. I didn't want to hear myself and, and have to be accountable and responsible to everything I say and do to, you know, a public forum. But again, that's where growth occurs. If you understand, see, the, see, the level of understanding of what life is allows you to go through life with a quality of life where even when things go bad, they go good. Because when things go bad, it just means something happened that we didn't like the feeling of. If we can change the feeling of not liking something because it's undesirable to us, then we've mastered life because it's self-mastery, right? So by understanding where the level up and the growth comes, I go, okay, well, this is one of those times. And it's usually when I'm the least comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's sort of one of the principles that I like to um, illuminate for people is that we're striving to have a comfortable life and we wonder why we're not growing. The growth happens when the uncomfort happens, right? So the, the most people are striving to not grow is really what I'm boiling it down. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're like, you're going in and you're having these, I guess you could call them confrontations um, with public servants or what have you, you know, it's not because you're like, yay, this is great and fun. And I'm so comfortable and I'm dancing through fields. You're like, ah, there's fear there. Right. Or there's, there's discomfort perhaps. And so what I imagine when you started, that was at a certain level and, you know, you can speak to this, but what has that been like, that journey from like maybe the first time you did, you did it, you confronted someone like that and, and were there to educate and hold yourself and the truth. And then what is it like now? And what has that journey been like? And what have you learned about yourself through that? And, and I think that's why it's such a powerful experience for myself and others to go through because, and then you would have to go into the mindset of different public servants, because again, they're not all one thing, but this idea that fear has to be present 
in the public service industry for everybody to be where they're supposed to be is kind of like one of the misnomers, I believe. So we're breaking down that barrier, the idea that we have to be afraid to go up and talk to other men and women who work for us. I mean, and again, if they're upset by that statement, then maybe they shouldn't be doing what they're doing and maybe getting that on camera is a good thing. So again, there's levels to it. If you don't want to be honorable and noble and like who you are, then that's fine. But just be smart enough that when you see a camera, know how to play it. Like I'll even, you know, like I'm so okay with the universal sort of Luciferian duality that I'll play devil's advocate. Like if you like, you're, you have to at least be smart enough to, to, to appear a certain way in a public forum in order to not get backlash. So again, it just becomes, well, how much do you want to like yourself? How much do you value your career and the corporation that you work for and the people who you serve, you know? So again, I'm providing them an opportunity as much as people say, well, you know, I'm downing them or I'm showing weaknesses or vulnerabilities. That's where, again, the growth and the self-respect and the respect from others happens is when we can all admit, hey, we all screw up. We all have ego at times, but we're all here to do X, Y, Z. And that needs to be done without the extras. So there's no, it needs to be an even playing field, right? And that's all I'm here to do is create an even playing field for everybody to like who they are. For the people to like who they are, they can't walk around in their own cities and towns and feel like a bunch of slaves, okay? Especially as men, I would presume, and oddly enough, I find a lot more women nowadays stepping up saying, I don't want to be a slave while their husband is, seems pretty cool being a slave. So it's not a sexist thing. Again, like the spirit, the human spirit yearns to be free and have freedom of choice based in its own morality, its own understanding of what is right from wrong, which cannot be gotten from other men and women's dictates on paper. So again, we're giving everyone the opportunity to like who they are, where they are in life and their function in the universe and in the service capacity to themselves and each other. And their country and the planet and it extends out. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you brought um, the slave um, entity versus the men and the women. And I think that a lot of people are not aware of that even being a thing. And I feel like the growth is coming from that. And I think as a mother myself, I can speak for some of the mothers who have been um, doing this for a long time and just saying, I don't co-parent with the government, with other industries. This is not your property. I'm not your property. Our children are not your property. And we've been doing this alone for a long time. So it's really beautiful to see men stepping up to that position to hold the line with us. Sure. And that goes back to, you know, as a lifestyle thing. And this is, again, I, I never speak politically. I'm speaking, in fact, of what I know to be true, not to garner an audience. Right. So um, women need to understand how powerful they are because the majority of men's egoic society is built to serve, to please, to attract women, right? And women are the holders and creators and nurturers of the traditional society of stay at home. And again, I understand we have different models of society now, but the idea is women need to understand their power and stop aligning their values with this worldly system because they are bearing children with men 
who don't have the intuitive ability. And this goes back and forth again, right? We all have power. So I don't want it to seem, you know, I just want everyone to understand that everything is not always what it appears. And oftentimes what it appears can be paradoxical to what is. So we, we all need to understand our form and our function and our power. And we need to live from that so we can co-create together a society that is not only desirable, but functional based in principles, you know, logic, morals, and ethics, you know, and that has to be taught and it has to be lived and it has to be, you know, observed from the self point of view and worked on. Because again, we come into this world and we're taught by our lazy parents who are, are entrenched in corporate value systems that right and wrong doesn't really matter as much as making a living, paying bills, attracting a mate. And, and they don't understand that the art to living is you can't do any of those things efficiently with any kind of quality of life or fulfillment if you're not operating from logic, morals, and ethics. You will never like yourself and respect yourself, and you will never be liked and respected. You may be liked, you may be popular. You'll never be respected by self and your women and children if you don't have a standard of morals and principles that you operate from. It's the nature of the universe and what we're in in conscience. That's what conscience is given to us for, to apprehend reality from the space of right and wrong. Yeah, that that um, really just reminds me of, I mean, we have this conversation all the time. Now is the time of complete self-authority, like 100%, like not one little tiny 0.001 of a percent out there external. So if you're basing anything about yourself out there or on someone else's idea of, of what's good or right or whatever, you know, then you're not in yourself. And so then how could you, you know, how could you um, ask other people to like you or respect you or whatever when you don't even know who you are, right? So that's so much of this work that I see in you, Paul, and so many of us now, you know, who are standing in this. It's that really reclaiming all those pieces. Because I talk to people who are fully on board, but then they'll say something that still ties that little tiny thread. And, and even the people that, that, were, that you were trying to educate as you go out and, and speak with, they, it's almost, they don't know, right? They, they know, but they don't know. And so it's just illuminating and being a mirror for like, Hey, 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 your authority of the power of you is totally somewhere else. So what do you, I mean, what do you see? Um, like when you're speaking to people, like, does that just get illuminated? You feel like as you talk to them or. Yeah, it's, I mean, it can be different for each person because I think we all, you know, this, let's, you know, we talk about, the man, they say, Jesus, he's 33 by the time he's doing what he's doing to full capacity. So this is a, a journey in consciousness and everybody's going to need different levels of suffering and experience in order to sort of wake up in quotes, right? This is the new woke waking up, whatever. And, and a lot of it is like, well, waking up, I'm woke. Okay, well, what are you doing with the conscious understanding of right from wrong? Assuming you've come to that, because again, don't presume that you're your own person with your own mind, of course you know right from wrong. Absolutely not, because that's part of mind control and sorcery in this realm. You don't know you're under mind control and sorcery. That's what makes it so effective. So you have to have levels of your realization being sort of shattered and broken about what life is so you can put the pieces back together. That's what COVID is doing right now for everybody. So you should thank it because it's taking everybody's jobs and everybody's busyness. The word is business. It's spelled busyness. 
everyone is being forced to come away from busyness back to sitting with themselves and who they really are rather than what they have and what they're doing. Right. That's what the universe always has a function in every large and small movement. It's just that it can't be seen by the average, I guess, state of consciousness, base consciousness that believes that everything is random on a round bowl that came from nothing that's going nowhere with no purpose and all this nonsense that they've hit us with from day one, that everything is by chance. Everything's random. There is no lawful orderly component to reality. No, there absolutely is. And everybody's going to be brought back under it. And suffering and loss is going to be the tool and guilt, not toxic guilt, guilt, because everyone's going to realize they did wrong. And that's those are the tools ingrained in, in an individual who is built to know right from wrong. So they can come back under the law. The scripture talks about the prodigal son, go off, do whatever you want to do. The universe is going to bring you back under the law. I don't as a father don't even have to come get you and do nothing to you, because with your own experience, with your own folly, you'll be brought back under universal law. And that's all the times we're going through right now, the time in history and in pretty much everywhere is we're being forced to question on every level or suffer. You don't want to question your belief about what reality is and where you've been acting from, which has been causing all what we're seeing, then there's going to be more suffering from you for you until there's a growth from you, right? The gift of pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pain has a function, right? And, that, and that's, that's sort of the, the again, the, the uncomfortable um, lesser known or looked at truth that all the negative, right? The new age movement, they'll say, find your bliss. Everything's about bliss. No, the negative quote unquote dark side has a function, right? And like the Tao says, and Rumi said, you know, uh, uh, the darkness is where the light enters or comes from or originates. You know, the Tao is dark and deep. However, it's radiant. Why? Because it lets it. So the point is there's plenty of darkness and evil that we've all experienced and been a part of. And that's where our knowing and our yearning to do good comes from. It's the guilt of how it feels in experience to do bad and do wrong. It's an innate teaching and experience that the universe gives us. Yeah. I've spoken about this before. And when you say this, it ties back to um, when I realized I was done with moral relativism. You know, it was like, no, there's a very clear boundary about this experience here. And I need to be very clear with myself in that matter. And as you spoke, there is an inner knowing about that. And when you recreate that inner knowing outside of yourself, there's so much power that comes from that. Because you're not just unidimensional. There's multitudes to your dimension and how you're affected and how you affect others. Um, And so I love how you tie all of this worldly phenomena to opportunities to come back to oneself and what that looks like for everybody else. When Tara was asking you about how people, how much of a mirror can you be in watching your interactions, you can tell clearly the people that are open to that frequency at that time, because you see how they respond they don't react there's a difference in observing them while it's happening you feel the openness they hear the calling within themselves when you speak and i've seen several of the videos and it's so beautiful to watch them 
and to see that. And for some people, it's almost like the opportunity is there, but they're not looking at the mirror. And some others really look and go, whoa, what is this? And I wonder, with that said, I wonder how much transformation has happened. Like when the cameras are turned off and then people reach out to you and there's something, is there something that happens or have happened after that? where you've come to, you know, meetings, and I say meetings of like opportunities to meet together and be together with some of those people who have gone, whoa. Yeah, I mean, I've had public servants who tell me that they're going to leave their job now, and I'm sure that it's not a coincidence. And they were telling me while saying, well, you know, you always had a respectful demeanor, and you seem to know what you're talking about. And so, I mean, there's, you got to figure that the level of, of effect that one can have when they know what they're talking about and it's true and right and based in common sense and universal law, you know, you're fighting a losing battle to try to resist that. You think it's me, you're, you're, you're competing against me. I'm not even in the equation, right? I'm the, I'm the instrument, I'm not the music, right? Universe is one verse of music. I'm the instrument who's playing the song of the universe and you're either gonna dance to that or you're gonna dance to your own tune and good luck with that because it's not going to look too good for everyone watching right anybody who's like you know rhythmic or tuned in so to speak it's going to say wow look at that guy he's got two left feet you know and they don't understand again this is what ego does it lacks self-awareness so i'm aware of where they are as i'm speaking to them and they're not aware of their body language their tone their frequency their ignorance and I'm just sort of putting it on display. And oftentimes I will slip and go into ego myself and I'll start mocking them. And I will start because it's like, how ridiculous are we going to get here? How childish, how immature? Like you, you think that knowing, you know, I often equate it to the analogy of playing poker in life and people at the poker table that think that they don't ever have to show their hand to a veteran poker player. I don't need to see your hand because I've already read you. Like, I, I already know what you have. So now put the cards down. They're like, well, I don't need to put the cards down. I have four aces. You do need to put the cards down because that, that's part of the game. But furthermore, I don't need you to because I've already read you. I know what you have. That's why I'm betting. I'm going all in now, you know. So it's sort of the art to living, the art to perceptive interaction and, and a level of self-awareness where I'm no longer self-conscious. I'm conscious of yourself. I know what you're doing more than you do. Again, when the person's in the space of ego and ignorance and, and wanting to try to play the game and be defensive, you know, it's just, it's like being in court. It's so easy. You know, it's so easy to read for, for someone who's, who's used to that, that, that function to just pick them apart, you know? And again, it's not, it's not about hurting their feelings and being personal. It's about, if you want to take the position of wrong being done, you're going to look like a fool. I didn't do that. And it's so clear in the videos, at least for myself, and we've talked about this, when someone is walking in their integrity, it's easy to recognize that in another. And so it does not come as confrontational or um, domineering in any way. And it's actually a beautiful display of the possibilities. Sure. And a lot of times I'm not fully aware of how maybe other people may perceive it because I'm not going back to that space. I feel like I have moved beyond a certain space of uh, 
perception awareness of others around me. And so when someone comes in front of me and, and they have a mask on and they're severely overweight and they're, they're giving out vaccines to children and they're giggling and laughing and they think it's all a big joke and I'm the idiot there, right? I'm the idiot. Okay. You know, I don't mind playing the fool because I know who and what I am beyond that. I can play the joke or I can play the fool, but the reality speaks for itself. You know, the truth is unwavering. So deduce all the elements from what go on in the experience, write them all down and then wait. And we're going to see where it all fleshes out. And I don't need to be right. I'd rather not be right. I'd rather this all stop and go away. But the universe is not about what I'd rather have happen. You know? Yeah, the train has has been going for a while now. It's way left the station. And we are... <laughs> Right? It's, it's off the rails. It's <laughs> off the rails. There, there are no rails anymore. This train is like, woo. Yeah. Listen, as far like, as I'm concerned, it's a, it's a train wreck at this point. A lot of times, yeah. you know, you're not supposed to look, but you can't help but to look. And yeah. I have to oftentimes do the level of self-work where I'm not mocking. I'm not talking down to, I'm not feeling frustrated and, and disgusted because really all it is is fear. It's the fear of seeing my fellow men and women degrade and destroy themselves by their own will because of their lack of knowledge, right? My people perish for lack of knowledge. So I guess the only healthy response is to become really like go to the next level and just start walking up to people. And I've been telling the guy that I live with uh, recently that I'm just going to start walking up to people and, 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 and talking to them. And if I have to record it, or I don't know what the best, polite way of doing that is but like what how else do i cope as a caring person tired of seeing people destroy themselves and more importantly there's their freaking children are in mass four and five and six years old while they're buying them donuts and cookies and soda and they got them in a mask i mean do i am, am i a bad person am i impolite for like trying to say something to stop this madness and this sickness from happening because you're affecting me you know like it is affecting me and it's affecting that child and it's affecting our society, you know? So I may just have to take a more active role in how I solve this problem because what else, who else and what else is going to happen other than these kids are going to have to get harmed as always. And the parents are going to have to harm their kids and themselves before they go, wow, we never realized, you know, I don't know. It's, it, it can be trying at times, you know, it can be trying being, you know, like, not of the world, but in the world and, and having flesh and, 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 you know, seeing the, the sickness and bizarreness, but then also being aware that I guess there's a, a program that's bigger and higher than all this. And, and then uh, having to take part in it too. And like I said, take responsibility for the community and my fellow brothers and sisters, so to speak, right? If these were like my own family members, which essentially in the way they are, like, how would I approach it? You know, why, why we've been so taught that it's so wrong and impolite to go up and talk to people for their own good and for their care. If you're aware of something in reality that may be causing them harm, you know, we're supposed to mind our own business. So yeah. I don't know. That might be the next video, I guess, is where I'm going. The next set of videos It's going to be me walking up and having an interaction and trying to navigate that, see what that looks like. And if there's some value to come out of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah that feels like that's what wants to happen then i mean there's so many liz and i talk about this all the time there's so many different levels at play in this right now in this world and then the the bigger perspective that where we know everything's perfect but then we're here and this is relevant and how do we navigate that and each moment is different it's going to be different and what is most at service in this moment so 
it sounds like there's many moments where that feels to be of service. And yeah, I look forward to seeing, to seeing that if you decide to do that. Yeah. yeah. You use the word um, ignorant and I use it like that too. And I think that uh, you spoke of like the pain that you feel and I can relate to that deeply of giving everybody the dignity of where they're at versus being an active piece in that moment to create awareness and change into something that, as you said, like we're trained to mind our own business. But when there's something that's happening that's bigger than just my own business, that's affecting all of our businesses, how do we navigate that? And I feel like it's a learning curve for all of us here in this time. And when you say ignorant, I like to make that clear to people that to ignore, it's a choice. We have information and we have everything available to us and to choose not to educate oneself, it's the act of ignorance. And that's very clear Absolutely. to me. And then you have to speculate, right? That every all criticism is self-criticism. It's can you see it, the same weakness in others that you can see in yourself with self-awareness. If I'm walking past a child with a mask on its face and for whatever reason, I guess, you know, because I'm just one of these crazy people who thinks that covering up your God-given orifices might just do you harm. You know, I'm, I'm just whacked out like that. But if my perception leads me to believe that that's wrong and harm being done, and then maybe I can like show some literature of that or some way that I come to that understanding, then I, I, if I'm not doing something to change that wrong being done, I'm being ignorant. I'm ignoring the reality going on around me and the harm being done, which again, our country has laws that we're supposed to render aid. So you could even make the argument, I'm breaking the law on many levels, universal law and common law and constitutional law and federal codes, because I know harm is being done all around me and I'm not rendering aid. I just want to go on my life because it's too much of a burden to have to walk up to these people individually and have an uncomfortable, awkward conversation where they're going to paint me to be the asshole. Like, do you think that this is what I wanted to do today? It needs to be done, you know? Like, <laughs> my yeah. God, what a great question. Do you think this is really what I would like to be doing today? Like having this kind of conversation with somebody I've never met. Mm. But Lena, when we were, so Paul and I met really briefly at Music and Sky a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you heard Lena Poole speak, but she said something that I think ties back to this. And she said, we have to call out our brothers and sisters' sins, and we have to, you know, um, hold them accountable for that. And I had never heard it in that way, the way she spoke, and I'm paraphrasing to the best that I remember. And I recall the activation that I felt in this moment to where we've been trained to shy away from these opportunities, and rather than seeing it, seeing it as something uncomfortable, what is the growth there for everybody? And, they, and, and, and the part of the problem is that every function of the community has been subverted by a form of entertainment or service. Oh, you ain't supposed to get information from your fellow man and woman. You get that from the black box. The black box tells you to what to be scared of, how to solve the problem. You, I, you ain't you. You're just some whoever. Someone that I live with in my community who's supposed to be my neighbor. You're just some low life, right? 
who you're going to come up to me and tell me how to parent my kids. No, I get all that information from big corporations in the black box. Do you see the level of dysfunction, disconnection, mental illness? The word is communion and community. We have to commune with the higher level of consciousness and come together as one body of consciously aware individuals making the next right choice in order to form a community. If we're not doing that, we're disconnected from self and each other. We're lacking in love and we're lacking in accountability and responsibility. We cannot account for this society we live in because we've not taken an active role in being responsive to the problems it creates. We want someone else to deal with it. We want someone else to handle it. And guess what? They're handling it and they're doing a great job from their perspective, right? So you make that whatever you will. Right, right. How... I wonder if going more into a personal, with everything that has happened last year, a lot of people talk about, you know, losing friends and, and family members and just feeling that disconnect, like almost like worlds are breaking apart and there's this gap, this huge um, divide. And how has that been for you? And some people have not been affected by that necessarily, but a lot of people speak of that and that being so just, you know, because they're missing the point again they want creation and universe to be what they want it to be or what they believe it is it is what it is and it's a function to again like the scripture says i come to divide mothers from daughters fathers from sons brothers from sisters right the scripture outlines exactly the process we're going through and it's not about religion it's about consciousness so 90 percent of it could be nonsense 10 percent of it could be pure consciousness uh divined from wherever, you know, whoever, whatever you believe it is, it comes through men and women. So we're seeing this now that we're all being divided based on our choice of where we stand on the record. Where do who, what side do you stand on this? This has happened in every civilization throughout creation where all own families are, are, are divided apart because one side or one, you know, member, whoever wants to go off on the satanic the control freak dominator toxicity path and the other ones say no we're not going to be a part of that anymore we're going to go this way and you know then we usually have revolutions right complete circles that's what revolution means complete circle so i would rather have a resolution where we all instead of dividing and breaking apart and playing ego games we all have a conversation about what we believe we can deduce whether it's true or not and then we can move our perspective closer to truth or true enough in order to stop meeting suffering resistance within self and within our relationship, right? So again, more opportunity, more ability to change everything we've ever done and known for something better. Will that happen? Remains to be seen. You know? And coming to that, I would love, uh, you talked about before, like what you see, like what, what you see going forward for yourself. Um, what is the most exciting thing for you or the most like, what do you most want to see in this new world, this new paradigm that we are creating currently as we speak right now? Sure. Again, I mean, eternal truth in the positive or negative is unwavering. So what I would like to see would be what any great man or woman, not to necessarily say I would categorize myself to be great or not. You know, I might, but I won't say whether <laughs> I will or not. The point is, is that any great man or woman throughout history and greatness to me just means the ability to separate your ego from what's true and what's right. So I think I've achieved a level of greatness to a degree, but mm -hmm. you know, again, it's not about me. The point is I would want to see what anyone else would want to see, which is I would want to love and be loved 
I would want to respect myself for what I do and who I am and what I'm creating here. And I would like to be respected by others for who I am, what I do and what I'm creating here. It's not very complicated. It's not very lofty. It's not very egoic. I believe it's humbleness, humility and nobility, right? True nobility, not nobility by birthright or genetics or anything like that. It's a free choice ability to be a king or a queen because that's all king or queen separate from the title and the idea of the regal nonsense, you know, under the universe, king or queen is choice based, you know, your choices are going to define the title that the universe gives you, you know, so that's all I see going forward is creating lifestyle communities and, and festivals and events where we move around and we communicate different principles of how to be a holistic member of society, if you want to call it that, right, the man or woman who, you know, understands how to protect themselves and their children mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, and there's different principles behind that. How to move in court is another one of them. That's sort of, I guess, would be my specialty, if you want to call it that. While I don't consider myself to be an expert, a lot of other people seem to defer to me. So, yeah, it's just going to be creating a way to the way, you know, and that's mm -hmm. going to be how I live and thrive and respect myself and make a living and also create what I want to see here while I'm here and when I'm out of here. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. So how, I know we're coming at the, at the hour here, how can people find you, Paul, if you want them to find you? <laughs> I always like that part. See, I always, that, that, that's good. Cause I always like that other part, the, the presumption that I want to be found. Yeah. Um, in this case, I always tell everyone kind of the same deal. Um, I have a Facebook. It's all under the same name. All my social media, if you want to call it that at this point, should be under the same name. It's Paul Enslaved or just Paul Enslaved. Um, yeah. So any platform, whatever, if you go look for that, if I'm not there, then I'm not on it. It's nice. pretty much you know, what it is. Um, YouTube is where I put my videos up, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Facebook. But I don't, I'm not doing too much social media nowadays other than like talking to people individually about their situation and trying to give them some clarity you know but if if people want to you know reach out to me questions comments they need assistance with something you know maybe with court paperwork or the language or whatever i'm here if they want to donate i'll never turn down a free meal um yeah i'm here i'm doing the work because i need to do it mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for spending sure. us and just, yeah, holding the presence in your own way. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. You guys got good energy, very loving energy around here. And uh, <laughs> you know, he's uh, open to coming back and do a little bit of meditation in the beginning and relax it and all that. You know, I need, I need some more relaxation from time to time. You know, we're getting, we're getting a little too high strung out here. Uh, we <laughs> remember it's all a cosmic game, right? So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We'll come back and we'll do a whole session of, <laughs> of that. <Fine>. Awesome. <laughs> That's the next hour. We'll just be us sitting in silence. and meditating. Yes. So that'll be very intriguing for the audience. <laughs> You're always welcome at the love house. At the love house. <laughs> yeah. I was telling I was telling Tara 
before we hopped on, I was like, I just want to go spend a week with him and just go places and just be like taking my notes. <laughs> Listen, but that's what we're trying to create, right? Like this thing, we're going down to Jackalope. There's already, that's an established festival sort of thing, but that's kind of more of the lifestyle I'm moving into is right. uh, I guess I'm sort of becoming a hippie in a way. Like I want to go to the festival and be there for a week and camp outside and smoke reefer and have a good conversation and create some kind of community and lifestyle that's um you know fulfilling or, or at least you know isn't draining and toxic that makes yeah. sense yeah it is 100 maybe i'll see you there but maybe yes all right you're going you. out there you just spoke and i'm like well last we did last one we did was so fabulous wasn't music and sky just incredible it was awesome wait which what is this one you're speaking of now paul jackalope it's in arizona Oh, right. Liz was telling me about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you okay. guys are going out there? I don't know. I just, I'm always contemplating and I'm always in the playing field of like, just oh, the openness to it. And, if, you know, if it kind of leads that way, I'm like, yes, we're going with music and sky. I remember hearing about it for a while and then nothing was coming out of it. And then like two weeks before I was just like, it was so clear to me, like, that's where I'm going, you know? And it was just like, just, everything happened so effortlessly so yes i would love to do that and i'm open to that so we may see each other there yeah yeah Tonight. that was that was my that was my first festival and and with what i'm seeing there you know that i think that was sort of meant for me on my path was to experience that event and the energy there to realize okay you know there there's an opportunity here to recreate you know there's a lot that in this time especially in this time there's a, a yearning for that you know Sort of yeah. like people are looking out for that community and that um, space where they can feel secure and safe and also express themselves and, you know, care about the truth and what's right as well. Right. You know, to, to at least from what I saw to a degree. I mean, there's always going to be that sort of relativism and subjectivity, but there, yeah. there did seem to be sort of united on true enough with certain things, you know, so it's, yeah. a, it's a good vibe, good energy. It was. And you and when we talked, you were like. It was the day before your um, presentation, shall we call it that? And I remember you telling me, like, you know, it's my I think my first time like speaking like this, and I'm not sure how it's gonna go about. And I just want to tell you that you owned it. It took you about five or seven minutes, and I was just like, who is this person? <laughs> yeah, I get comfortable quickly. You know, once I <laughs> once I start, once I. You know, once the guard lowers and I see, okay, they're not going to throw nothing at me. There's no chairs coming up here. And, you know, maybe I can stumble and nothing happens. I'm like, okay, not too bad. I got to feel my way through it, you know? So that's why I did it. That's why I got up on stage because I knew the next part of this journey and this level up was I got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. I don't want to get up stage. That means I got to get up on stage. Yeah. Regardless of what happens. And it was awesome. And you got a standing ovation um, because everybody felt that. Like, yeah. you know, the level of discomfort to where you come out on the other side and to be witnessed and be seen on that and for everybody else to level up in their own game, right? Because we're just leveling each other up at every yeah. moment. So cool to watch that. And um, yeah, proud of you. <laughs> Part of the reality show, you know? <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. Sure. Thanks for being here. Appreciate we'll you. you. Yeah. Sure. Sounds good.